standing here on indigenous land, Dene'ina land, Supiak land, a crossroads, a place to get at the shore where we gather, where people have harvested since time immemorial. We're really grateful to be here and experience and enjoy the very long-term stewardship of these lands. And part of the interesting transformational work that indigenous artists lead us through is interestingly, um, you know, this is a trading post, this building. It's really interesting to think about that. And as Erin and I were hanging the show yesterday, just talking about the stories that are here. And each artist brings their new layer and their new experience, which is such a gift. So thank you for bringing the show and for maybe guiding us through process or whatever you want to tell us. Yeah, yeah. However many pieces, I'm sure we'll be interested to Yeah, absolutely. Pabalipsi, Obama, Aaron, Bakhtanets, Ivalu. Avanga Kwai Kana Baskin Sui Inka, Avanga Carver, painter, beadworker, photographer, and designer. Um, I work and subsist on the homelands of the Dalana people in Anchorage and Coho. And thank you so much and welcome. Um, I am Erin Gingrich. My Inka name is Ivalu, and my Kwai Kana Baskin name is Bakhtanet, um, which means butterfly. Um, and thank you so much for coming to my exhibition, um, which is Anungak, which means to change, to be different than before. This body of work has been a long time coming. I've been um, working on this project for over a year, and I've done a whole bunch of research, um, both land-based as well as in museum collections, to um, really get a grounding and understanding of all the change that's happening in the natural world and all the change that is natural to happen in the natural world. Um, we've all been going through this time of change. It started for me before the pandemic. And so um, having a body of work about this concept about accepting and empowering um, this concept that happens all around us. Wild beings and wild resources change. They adapt, they grow, they decay. It's a beautiful process, it's an ugly process, it's all of these things. And so this body of work is, is about that, it's about connecting and leaning into that change. Um, my ancestors saw transformation as being this, you know, monumental power. It was believed to be the most spiritual power um, to be able to change and transform. And that's because my ancestors saw it happening all around them. Our wild resources, our animals and wild beings, they all change. They change naturally. It's just a part of their existence. Whether that be from hatching from eggs or getting exposed to sunlight um, or darkness in the winter and changing colors and getting camouflage. Um, that, that's what happens in the natural world. And so it's all a part of existence, adapting and changing, um, becoming something else while continuing. And so this this work is about that. Um, my photographs are from last year and this time spent in the land, looking at this change happening over time. Our berries ripen and it's this beautiful thing um, to get to be rewarded and get to see them as that happens. Um, it's this beautiful bounty that we get gifted with. And so I wanted to adorn um, these beautiful gifts that were ripe last year and um, commemorate them and honor them because they are a gift um, to me. Harvesting from the land 
and utilizing the wild resources we are gifted with is the main thesis of, of my work. Um, but that's what these pieces really integrate is honoring the change that we're seeing and bringing you into place. Um, I got to go to Nome and visit my elders and pick berries, as well as go to the Cariam McLean Museum to do museum research. Um, and that's where a lot of these photos come from, is that time spent on the tundra in Sikasak, where my mother was raised. So it's really about um, honoring that change, honoring that power, because we've all had to survive, <laughs> I think, a lot more than we've wanted to. Um, we've all had to change a lot more than we've wanted to, and that's a natural thing. It's a natural you know, part of life, it's a natural process that exists outside of us. And um, that's what this work is about, honoring that change. We have you know, the ptarmigan that change every year. Um, seasonal change is natural. Um, yearly change is natural. Um, change over your lifetime, that's, that's natural. And it's all here, it's all something that we get to see if we pay attention to what's happening around us. Um, one of the most important pieces for me in this exhibition is actually this, um, this little fox here. Um, and it's the one that's not for sale, because that piece is going to be staying with me. Um, right before the pandemic, my life had started to change, and I felt the kinship with, with this image of an Arctic fox losing its beautiful winter fur, right? They, they're so gorgeous in their winter selves. They're, they're lush, they're, they're pure white, and they're just gorgeous, but you know, seeing these images of the foxes as they start to lose their fur, and enter their summer selves. Um, and they're a little bit raggedy. They look like they're going through it, you know? Um, and I, I completely identify. Like, that's, that's what's happening to me right now, and that's okay. It's okay to be there and be in that, that state of, um, of change. And so this piece is really important to me because it's a little bit of a self-portrait um, for my own experience, and it's gonna stay with me. Um, to remind myself that I've survived what's been happening and I'm going to keep surviving. It's just a part of this process. Um, and of course, like representing the summer versions, this after. Um, because I, I, I thought that there would be, you know, um, a triptych sort of dynamic in these pieces, but there really isn't. Um, there's really just before and after. These single moments that define um, change to me. There is no real, um, you know, during. <laughs> it's just before and after. And so that's why these pieces are singular or in twos, um, because there's, you know, that's just what I've discovered and what I feel is true. Like, there is no, like, end to change. There's just after that moment that has changed you. And that's why um, there's that dynamic in these pieces. Yeah, like there's just so many different kinds of change that we get to see. There's just little nuances. Like when, when these beautiful animals get too much sunlight, they start losing their um, winter fur. Like that's, it's because of the sunlight and that change, it causes them to have that reaction. And um, when salmon hits fresh water, they start entering their spawning colors and they become bright red. Is those pieces over there. Like, it's this gorgeous transformation that's happening around us all the time. We just have to notice it and, and pay attention to that. 
because it, it's normal to adapt and it's important. It's a part of survival. It's a part of these life cycles happening around us. Um, and I just, I needed to honor that power because it was what I was struggling with. <laughs> and it's what I feel we have all struggled with, is adapting to the change that we've had to. Um, but it's, it's okay for it to be ugly. It's okay for it to be beautiful. It's okay for it to not feel right. It's okay for it to um, be everything that it needs to be as you're going through it. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming to see this work and coming to see the change that we get to see all around us. It's always happening. We just have to pay attention and honor, honor that power and, um, you know, take it with us and take these lessons happening from our wild relatives and from the environment that changes the part of all of this. So, Brian, thank you. And if anyone has questions, I'd be happy to entertain questions or talk about any pieces in particular anyone wants to hear more about. How about the ones right behind you? So these pieces are Sandfield Crane. Um, and so in the title of this work is Nesting Tikirgaf from Trap Yetta. And so Tikirgaf is the Inupak word for Sandfield Crane. And Trap Yetta is um, where the University of Alaska Fairbanks is located at in um, Fairbanks. And that's where I went to school. And so my connection to that animal comes um, from that place. We would always pass each other. I would return to Fairbanks in the fall, and they'd be leaving Alaska and going south. And so it really was this marker of change, getting to hear them fly over and pass by me. Um, they really marked that seasonal change for me um, that was you know, really important to my life for several years while I, while I finished my degree. Um, and I wanted to incorporate this, this change that is completely normal, um, which is to, to be fragile and to be emerging and to be protected. Um, I think we all enter our, you know, have been in an egg state when we're, when we're children, we're fragile in this um, protected space. Um, and that's something that, um, like you like to think is over at some point, that you're no longer, you don't have to be protected, you don't, you know, you've, you've hatched, you, you're fledgling, you're ready to go. Um, but I, I found that in my life, I had to return to this place where I'm being protected and taken care for um, by my family. And, you know, I, I represented that in this piece, um, this natural process of, of being young and fragile and having um, those who care for you around you, this generational change, um, which is natural and a part of what we get to see every summer as these animals appropriate. Because for me, it's this form of adornment that I was taught um, from a very young age. I was taught to bead by my grandmother, who's Kwaikan, Athabaskan. Um, she was raised in Nulato. 
And so incorporating that element onto my work has always been uh, what cements it as mine. It's how I adorn it, these beautiful animals, how I honor them and represent them. Um, and I utilize them in these pieces to, to make connections. They're visual connections. They're visual lines that connect these pieces. Um, they create kinship. They create movement. They create these moments that we get to share with them. Like just these little moments where the pieces move um, really uh, this element of life and ephemerality to the work. Um, because they are representations of living beings, of what's living around us. Um, and so, like, this could be a mirrored version of the same being, right? This is its summer self and its winter self, and just creating that, that connection between them. Um, it's always wonderful when you get to, to visit these wild resources, and there's not just one. They are almost always more than one. They're connected. They have kinship. They have family together. Um, and so that that representation is, is there um, because that's what we get gifted with. We get gifted with more than one. We get gifted with their presence and their community, and we get to live in community with them. When you take the photos, do you have the idea in mind how you'll how you'll add the beads or do you get home and look at the photos and then think, oh, I'm gonna add this? Um, I had no idea I was gonna beat on those photos. I had no idea I was gonna, like, I knew I wanted to, to photograph um, what, what, what I was seeing, what I was harvesting, and, you know, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with, with that work. Um, and after I, I got, you know, I, I brought, I did all this research, I spent this time, um, I wanted to adorn them like I adorned my carvings. I wanted to give them, um, you know, show their beauty and connection and just make them look beautiful. Like I am adorned in beads because that's what my mother and grandmother did for me. They, they adorned me in beads. They adorned me in this beautiful cuspuck that my mother made. Um, and it's just this act of care and this act to represent, um, represent their power and, you know, give them some, some native bling, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I had no idea I was going to be the photos, um, but I'm, I'm really happy that I, I did because it, it's intimidating to, to show photography for me because I have no training in it, but um, I'm so happy that I can bring the place here. That these places, you know, I get to bring that place here. They're so beautiful. Thank you. What, there's, what's the one on the back wall that's like three pieces? One that the gentleman just got his hand. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that is a nutchick or seal. Um, and seal are really important to me. Um, they, I'm wearing seal skin right now. Um, one of my first masks that was successful was a, a notchick, so I had to include them. Um, seal go through this process of change every year. They molt. They lose their beautiful fur. They look a bit hideous while they're, <laughs> while they're in this process. Um, and so I wanted to represent that. 
Um, so like this is supposed to be one seal and it's shedding, you know, that, that molted fur, that molted version of itself, the version of itself that it has to shed every year. Um, and emerging in between that as um, this different version of itself that's very um, smooth and, you know, it's more pleasingly colored and like just emerging through that, that molting process that seals have to go through every year. Um, yeah, that is, that is that connection to that piece. You've had a strong connection with every one of the animals that you've carved. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. They all have, um, a lot of them I've gotten to visit you know, the gift of presence, getting to visit our wild relatives, getting to see them in, in their places, the wild places. And some of these connections are brought on because they're in my family, they're in my blood. Um, like representing the ptarmigan, like my, my mother grew up eating ptarmigan in Nome. And I, I got to, to hunt one uh, the first time a couple years ago and get that experience and honor that, that gift that fed my family. It's a gift that fed my family every winter. Um, and so it's about honoring those, those beautiful things that have taken care of us, taken care of my ancestors, taken care of um, my mother, my grandmother, and have taken care of me. to me that we do not cultural, culturally appropriate from each other and that others do not culturally appropriate from us. Um, the concepts of intellectual property exist and you know, are a part of a natural, you know, they're they a part of our society that we don't take from each other. We can be inspired and you know, there's a process where you, you cite your work and you, you give credit to who has inspired you, but there's also a process of not taking something that's not yours. Um, and that's really, um, really important to respecting the uh, innovations of other people and what they have done. Um, yeah. That's well said. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I call my work sculptural mask forms or sculpture and, and masks. Um, masks have, you know, our masks, our indigenous masks have evolved over time. 
They had this historical presence and use as being danced and being used in performance and being used um, as part of um, telling stories. And over time, that has changed. Um, it, our masks have adapted, and they've become um, you know, different than they were before. And they've become a part of this narrative where it's, it's an art form where we're creating presence. And that was the original intent of the masks, was to change someone's presence, to change your presence and bring something else into the room with you. So um, I, I take that intent of bringing um, a different being into the room with you. And that's what my work goes off of. Because um, yeah, you can't, you can't wear that. No one can wear that. But it is a mask in the way that it is um, the face of another being that you can see through the eyes of. Um, and it creates that presence. And so um, that, is, that is definitely um, something that I am aware of. And creating work that has the intent of being worn and being danced is something I'm thinking about in the future. Thank you. Do you dance? Do you dance yourself? Only when no one's watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? that something really changes when you represent people. But at the same time, I can tell you that there are people represented in these games, um, whether I intended to or not. Um, I've been told that they look like people, that I, you know, they're like, oh, that looks like so-and-so. I'm like, I guess it does. You're right. Like, I didn't. <laughs> um, you end up making what you know, right? And so maybe, maybe there are people in here um, with, you know, whether or not that's up front or not, um, whether or not they're going to be named is, is not, not sure yet. Um, but I, the human face is interesting, and it's, it's complicated, and I have not tried it yet. Yeah, but no pressure, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to cheat and ask kind of two in one, well, and say three things, actually. I think, like, the arrangement of like nestling the animals along the um, photographs is so cool. I'm wondering about the significance of sort of how you've done that, mm -hmm. and also like why the stand hill are looking away from each other, while the other ones are looking towards each other, and these ones are looking straight out and they're not connected. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So um, when we were installing the work, it just um, it just started you know, moving the pieces where they felt they needed to go and putting them down. And it just uh, created this flow where we have, you know, terrestrial beings around with the berries. And then we have some aquatic beings over there. Um, and more, um, so it like, it goes through this process of getting into the water and then coming out um, and getting back to, to berries on the other side. And so that wasn't, originally intended, but it felt right, and that's what we have here, and I, I'm really glad it turned out like that. Um, in terms of deciding what pieces are connected or not, um, and, and 
these, the design of this work um, comes from this um, attraction to um, symmetry. Like, I'm very attracted to symmetry. I grew up going to Sitka. I grew up going um, and seeing for my design. So I have this attraction to symmetry just from you know being young and seeing that amazing work. Um, and it's actually just prevalent all over Alaska, this year for um, uh, um ivory carvings for um, the harpoon rest have this beautiful symmetrical form there that is just you know similar to that. Um, I I don't I, I just like when I make the work and I, I'll place them in relation to each other and see how it feels. And so like I didn't intend exactly for these pieces to, to have those differences. Um, but when when I see the, the unfinished work, they, they start to come into relation with each other um, and inform me of what, what feels right. Um, and like with these pieces, like these are two separate, um, they're two separate things, you know, and they might not be in connection in the same way, um, but they're in relation to each other anyways, um, in some way. It's not, not clear. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Can you talk about this one, the only non-animal one that I see? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this piece is a um, blueberry blossom. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had intentions of having a whole bunch of berries and representing all of them. Um, I, I reached the limits of my physical capabilities <laughs> um, because carving is so um, an embodied practice that I, I couldn't make them all. Um, so what I chose to represent was you know, the version of the berries that aren't here. And this is this version, which is the transformative process of them being blossoms and then becoming berries. Mm -hmm. And so this looks like how I make berry masks except it's pink and except it's, you know, in this different version of a berry. Because um, that is such a beautiful transformation that we get to see every spring is the berry blossoms when those come out and you slowly see them progress into the things we get to harvest. It's this beautiful seasonal transformation that uh, just makes me so happy. <laughs> so I had to represent um, that piece, even if it is a little bit different than everything else. Well, thank you so much.